Welcome to Talking in Stations, a podcast about EVE Online. I'm your host, Matterall, with Carneros. Good morning. And Dirk McGurk. Good morning. All right, guys, we have a special treat for everyone. Today, we're talking to CCP executives. We're talking to, first, I'd like to introduce executive producer, CCP Manbjorn. Hello. <laughs> and right next to him is the new creative director, CCP Berger. What's going on? So nice to have you on. Uh, I think we've been eager to meet you and uh, we've looked into you guys a little bit to figure out um, what your backgrounds were and stuff. So we want to introduce you to the rest of uh, CCP's community if we can today. All right. Awesome. Let's do this. Um, well, which one do you guys want to start? <laughs> yeah, okay. or let me jump in. The, let me just jump in there since I see you're kind of stumbling uh, out of the gates there. Um, yeah, you know, would totally like to get a bit of background on both of you. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure how well the Eve community is familiar with you in your roles uh, uh, prior to the recent promotions. By the way, congratulations on those. Um, but yeah, if we can get a bit of background just in terms of, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, how long you've been at CCP, what the prior roles that you've held uh, were, and kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe if there's something where it's like, you know, you've done something that players would recognize based on what it was you did, as opposed to, you know, maybe the the name that was attached to it or anything. Yeah. Should I start? Sure. Uh, you've yeah. been here longer, but... So, so, yeah, my name is CCP Berger. Uh, I've been at CCP for eight and a half years. Um, I'm originally, I'm trained as an architect uh, and I joined CCP as an architect, um, working on World of Darkness, helping helping to design buildings and cities for that game. Uh, ended up kind of uh, helping that team to kind of take steps towards building procedurally generated cities. So we're building like massive cities with relatively small teams. Um, when what was shut down, I joined uh, the Eve team, uh, twenty fourteen, um, and I started uh, as a creative producer. I then slowly kind of went in and and started uh, forming like smaller strike teams and and dev teams, kind of focused on first uh, UI and then artificial intelligence. Um, so uh, yeah, I was I found it. Uh, I helped found uh, Team Phenomenon that made the uh, some of the drifter content and uh, mining operations, forward operating bases, and all that stuff. Uh, and I'm I was also uh, one of the leads on Project Discovery, which is very near and dear to my heart. And if you haven't seen the awesome Nature Biotech cover, holy shit! Stop <laughs> everything. Take a look at it. It's insane. Like my science friends are like going bananas because of this. Like, yeah, making the cover of, of nature is huge. Um, though my wife was like, she's a scientist. She was like, huh, I just published two articles last week, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't uh, have a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have a. She didn't have the cover. <laughs> so uh, on top of that. Uh, I've also been uh, the art manager here. I was uh, art manager just before I took over the creative director role, and and a lot of I've had hand in all the creatives. Yeah, basically, I've, I've had a lot of hats here, and usually a lot of hats at the same time, which is which is kind of the Icelandic way of rolling. Yes, very Icelandic. Now, uh, uh, when when did you join CCP? Me. Yep. 
2010, March of 2010. Okay. Um, came directly, was uh, doing research project in the UK on poverty and architecture, and then yeah. started doing cities for vampire games. So quite quite yeah. great step. <laughs> vampire ghettos. Yeah, that, um, that's very interesting. You did uh, some work on scarcity, like uh, virtual scarcity. What's that mean? No, so I did. I did. Uh, I did uh, research on. Uh, it was called. Uh, scare, yeah, architecture of rapid change and scarce resources, and it was all about how architecture can actually make people uh, feel poorer than they are, um, and kind of what. Uh, kind of how the built environment can kind of alter your perception and your kind of career in a way, or or your your kind of human well-being, um, which actually has you know translates really nicely into making games in many ways because you know the it's amazing how much you can portray through the environment and through kind of the visuals and you know when you when you get visuals and gameplay and story all kind of jiving together um amazing magic can happen and this is kind of you know this is something that i've at least tried to strive uh towards uh lately and i mean with i was on the team i was on in the team that that uh brought up of that space to eve and I mean, this is definitely something we we focused a lot on in Abyssal Dead Space. Was this kind of how can we kind of use the environment to emphasize, you know, the moment and the feeling and you know the action that's taking place? Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty proud of that. How about you, Mian Bjorn? When did you uh, come to CCP, and what have you done over over the past? Well, oh, since you've been, there. I can't even remember what year I started first. Uh, I knew or I worked with Torve France before I actually joined CCP. So my first uh, work uh, for CCP and Eve was actually as an artist making new nebulas. Yeah. Oh, nice. The first thing I did for CCP was uh, like making cloud rings and, and all kinds of an update. I think it was the first update to the nebulas since the, the relaunch or since they launched or we. Uh, then I joined in uh, 2008 uh, I started working with the art department. I think back then everything was called tech art and uh, my title was uh, tech art supervisor. But then the company quickly moved agile and we uh, went into a more production role where I was product owner for art uh, for a, quite some time, being both a tech art producer and an art producer. Uh, worked on Everything from first incarnation of Incarna, which was we called Bacchus, to the Incarna, to wormholes, to uh, the, the list is endless, I think, in terms of expansions and, and, and launches or releases. Uh, then I became senior producer when uh, Andy took over the, the executive producer role. Back in 2000 and was it 14 or 15? No, 15. 14, I think. Late 14. Yeah. Uh, and did that did that up until now? Basically. <laughs> what what exactly is the role of senior producer? Uh, it's very 
similar i mean similar to the job or role i have today with except for some extra responsibilities so i managed a large portion of or had management responsibilities for a large portion of uh, the development part uh, both production pipeline uh, roadmaps keeping up with uh, having documented work methods and, and all of these kind of making sure we're delivering on time reviews like just in general game development mm. all, the fun stuff. all the fun stuff <laughs> well, one thing that's a little bit different um is that um andy's role i guess has been divided up into three people we have two of the three we're missing ccp orca right she she should be sitting here you should, she, yeah, i have no idea why i'm no, I the center. She's, she's, oh, okay <laughs> well, I, out of respect, you're putting it in the middle, but yeah. uh, and you guys are using her office and uh, technology, which is why we're having such a good uh, connection today. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so basically, uh, we better is with us here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, in spirit, uh, right? I think she's still a little broken after the CSM. You know, there's a lot of lot of eating and you know eating and debating at night, and and maybe a tiny bit of alcohol. So yeah, eating, right, we'll give her a pass. Yeah, I'll give her a yeah. pass this time around. But uh, yeah, so basically we decided to, um, when Seiko uh, left uh, in yeah earlier this year, uh, we decided to kind of use the opportunity and to kind of sh- shake things up a little bit and, and test out kind of a new approach to, to leading the EVE team. Um, and one of the things we really, really, really wanted to push is this, you know, basically kind of link together different um arms of the of development and the company and and really try to bring you know community and marketing closer to product and you know try to just kind of try to merge and and get everyone close together so she's, she's product right uh, she's marketing she's marketing yeah, yeah. so she's vp of marketing um we are technically product product yeah. development is, is under us uh yeah, I mean, and and the division was pretty much gameplay, taking you know, not drowning everyone in everything basically, so that uh, the creative direction could be taken as such. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, has time instead of everyone being in the weeds all the time. Then then we have separate functions where we can basically do our best in each area without yeah. tripping over each other. Yeah, but at the same time you know we can actually we can also like kind of get community get marketing get customer service earlier into the conversation uh and product is more on top of things that are going on on their end and we basically we try to we try to share everything uh we work together really closely for a few years now and are really good friends so you know we kind of we try to we we try to come out as a, as a unified front and you know have our debates on on next steps and how how to kind of fix small nuances, but but uh, yeah. So so this is an this is an evolution um, from Seagull as executive producer and the and, and the way things were being run then. This is this is sort of a new way of doing it, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, I think evolution yeah. is definitely a good good word for it. I mean, it's just kind of it's the next. Uh, obvious step in this journey i guess yeah now i mean we were all all of us were working in this somehow but it's just a new structure of it and, and uh, yeah 
I mean, we the cool the the really nice thing about CCP is that uh, since you know we've gone through like ups and ups and downs, and we've basically kind of you know we took Agile and and now we have like a really strange spasadite version of of Agile that we work on. And we basically like if if we feel like we need to change how we work, we basically just change how we work, and we try to. You know, we try to be extremely honest with ourselves. Like, hey, something isn't working. Let's let's try to like, you know. Now, does, does the strategy team still exist, um, or are you guys basically now? I'm trying to get. I, I really wanted to drill down into executive producer because before executive producer was kind of you know this person that was sitting up there at the top of the Eve Online product chain, right? Uh, but now it seems as though you've got three people who are working together uh, to. So, are you guys? Collectively we are responsible for strategy, vision, and all of that. Strategy still is is pretty much in the executive vision, and and breaking that down is kind of the creative. Even though we are then a part of the the strategy team, basically with more people, yeah. where that is kind of the filter to make sense out of it all, so that we have a team to work with. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we are the EVA team, the three of us. And, you know, when shit is a fan, you know, we are responsible. <laughs> Do the three of you have regular meetings together? Oh, we meet. I mean, we have re- we have we, scheduled we meetings have three scheduled, times a yeah. week. Right there on that couch. Times. Yeah, yeah, right there on this couch. Yeah, right. uh, but we meet, I mean, we usually meet. I mean, we're in the same building. We meet all the time, but we have scheduled meetings three times a week. And I, w- I think with everything, we probably meet on average Maybe seven times a week or something we like meet that. Every day we talk every day. Yeah. Yeah. Unless somebody is not in the office. Yeah. Now you made you made mention of the fact of of Torfi Franz earlier, and yeah. he was uh, he was always somebody who was uh, very much known as being a very visionary sort of you know sort of uh, person at CCP. Uh, how do you guys see your role where Eve is today? Uh, you know, with, with expanding upon the vision in maybe a way that a Torfi friends might have looked at it. Um, that is not. <laughs> uh, Torfi Franz is a really, really, really dear friend of mine. And, you know, we're really, really close. I just actually, I met up with him uh, a few weeks ago in Seattle where I was visiting family. Um, I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely going to be, that's definitely my role kind of going forward. And one of the things that, that uh you know i'm i i want to start to kind of have more conversations at least first within development and then hopefully you know with the community i want to start to have more conversations about you know a little bit further out in the future not only kind of what is the next expansion but what will the next expansion lead to and and you know why are we taking the steps we're taking in this expansion and kind of start to give people kind of glimpses into into kind of you know what you know how this puzzle will fit into a larger, larger picture. Basically, um, the the players are hungry to hear what your vision is for the larger picture. Sometimes, obviously, the right thing to do is make them discover it as they go. Don't don't foreshadow anything. Don't give them too many clues. Other times, the best approach is to give them some idea of the direction they're headed, and then make them do work along the way to discover more. Uh, yeah. Where are you, what you're thinking on where Eve is 
coming up over the next year? Is it is it time to have another vision and present it, or what's your thinking? So um, I think I, I mean I think you you are definitely right, and and you know one of the things that I I mean. I really, really, really love the the tinfoiling that that the community can come up with, and you know, we we basically kind of we were having so much fun when we were running with the uh, whole Triglavian uh, storyline, and I mean, even further back, um, I was wor- I worked with the guys as well on the whole Caroline Star, um, which is probably my favorite, favorite, favorite thing because we had, I mean. Yeah. We had some idea what was going on, but a lot of the time we were just reading Reddit and we were just like, this is way, way too crazy. We have to change the storyline. This is like, holy hell, this this tinfoiling is way too good. You mean it was totally intended? And we oh, it was totally along. intended all the way. And the community <laughs> created. Uh, but with the Triglavias, we were definitely more kind of, you know, constructed and more kind of, you know, we knew we had had a better kind of sense and, and overarching storyline that we wanted to go for. And, you know, while the kind of the nitty gritty, um, we allowed the nitty gritty to kind of change and adopt as, as kind of the community went on. Um, so I'm, I'm super fond of stuff like that. And, and even if it's, I mean, it's not, it's not the whole community that participates in this, but it gives like, it gives like, depth to the story it gives a depth to the background of the game and you know even if you are uh, you know it, it basically gives like the people that don't necessarily follow lore it gives them kind of a, a reason rather than just saying just because they can come say oh if, if you want you can read more and you know it's kind of gives kind of more more yeah more body in a way uh but at the same time i i do think it's really important to you know some uh mechanical changes i think it's really important to kind of you know, start the conversation earlier and and make sure that like, you know, we get feedback because, you know, some of the changes we want to do and some of the changes we want to kind of strive for, I mean, they require a lot of dialogue. And oftentimes, you know, they are, you know, they're super, con- you know, controversial when we, when we start kind of talking about them, you know, we have, you know, constructive conversation with the CSM. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we actually bring it out to the community and we just kind of, you know, take it from there. But I think oftentimes, you know, it's good to it's good to give kind of a tiny bit of a not necessarily a carrot, but you know, give you kind of a glimpse into into kind of the 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 route that we're heading, and and you can kind of allow. I mean, then you can kind of allow the conversation to kind of you can kind of steer the conversation towards that moment, and and usually, like you know, the community is is great at giving. You know, awesome feedback most of the time. Though, you know, of course, you have to. Sometimes you have to put up like you know your shit post goggles and make sure that <laughs> you're not the filters. Of, the filters, yeah. <laughs> um, but now, nah, I mean, I think it's. I think it's. You know, I'm at least looking forward to to Vegas and kind of see yeah. what comes out of my mouth. Going to be there? Have you been to Vegas before? Which yeah, but, player meetups have you been to around the world? I've been to FanFest and eVegas. Um, and then I've done like, I did few kind of uh, meetups in Atlanta when I lived there. Lived there. Um, and then I've crashed a couple of meetups when I'm traveling. Um, 
I've both crushed them without telling people who I was, oh. <laughs> which was super interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I've also they say of, like you guys, you, you're awesome. Did you, uh, but that burger guy, so he said, uh, <laughs> "Did you?" No, no one knew me back then. It's, it was fine. Um, yeah, these I mean, are gone now. Those days are gone. Holy hell. Yeah, I kind of blew that with Angry Concord guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I guess we didn't mention. He is Angry Concord guy. Yeah. yeah. For, for people that don't know, in FanFest, he comes out in uh, Caldari, right? No, Concord uh, outfit. Concord. And yeah. you can see, there he is. Uh, we'll have a video up in just a second. There you go. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> we, cho- we decided this like... I don't know, what was it, like a week before FanFest or something, we were like, hey, we should bring Angry Concord guy out. So. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. The, um, so it's it's kind of weird to think that Hilmar comes back, uh, takes more interest in EVE Online as opposed to other things, and then, like, Torfies, it seems like Torfies guys come back in as uh, art directors. Is that too simplistic a way to look at it, since you have your own identity and stuff? Torfies uh, very big in the minds of the players. There's yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, no, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, we're kind of at a at an interesting, I guess we're at a kind of an interesting crossroads right now, where where we went from, I mean, we went uh, with Ascension, you know, going free to, with Clone State Alpha, going free to play, you know, I think with a lot of uh, games out there that have kind of taken this step and kind of taken it as carefully as we did. Um, it's usually taking kind of three years to fully do the transition. And I guess we're kind of, we're what, like 20, 22 months out or something. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So um, we felt, you know, we kind of felt it was, it was a good moment to, to kind of shift tiny bit the focus from, from kind of, uh, you know, this, this transition and the free to play and put more focus on kind of the core product and, and the game itself. Um, so I think kind of, you know, with that, it kind of makes sense to, to bring out a bit of us. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Let's go, back to, let's go back to one of the changes that occurred when, when Seagull came in, there was the entire change in, in kind of the development cadence. And we went yeah. from the expansion kind of era to the, to the multiple releases a year. And then after that to, to, um, um, expansions when need be are you guys still happy with that sort of development cadence and release cadence from both a development standpoint as well as a marketing standpoint uh no we're probably never be happy basically (laughs) it's a short answer uh we're always learning we're trying out new things i mean we've seen where i mean frequent releases were just hard to get the message out what are we doing what are, are we to expect? Many changes going out at the same time, and and sometimes being uh, not going like piecemeal throughout the year. Uh, so we took a stance back back then and, and tried the expansions again. But we're 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 kind of swinging the pendulum back and forth and trying to find like the perfect place for it. Expansions are a good kind of moment. It's also where when we update like the the lock-in screen and the, the visuals and the message and, and kind of put this new era in place. Uh, I think just from making, I've, I've made multiple lock-in screens throughout <laughs> the years. I've probably made most of them. Uh, so, I mean, every time for me, it was just this new freshness 
I mean, it, it's bring something new to the game. Yeah, it's like a nice feeling. refresh, yeah. So, I mean, coming out with a message and, and, and learning kind of from that, it, it what I say, it, it gives us a bit of a milestone also here. Yeah, but I think, I mean, uh, you know, for the last couple of, you know, we've done, you know, few expansions now and kind of we still have, you know, the, the monthly rollouts, um, but we're trying to kind of, you know, of course, we're trying to package um, more things together with the expansions and kind of build the whole theme. And, you know, that's a great excuse for an awesome trailer or something. Um, I think the theme is the the keyword here. We're trying to theme things, make them package them so, so that they make sense together. Yeah. I think we will never go away from the releases, except, you know, the frequent releasing. I mean, we, we actually want to do that better and faster. And, and But, yeah. So that that sounds and bigger releases are, are than a different thing. That sounds like um, going back towards a little more expansion oriented stuff that people might have seen in in earlier years of Eve Online, uh, or 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 making that happen or, a bit more. Or is the theming also being applied down to smaller bits? Is that what you're? Yeah, I mean, we we definitely we definitely. We built up a theme around kind of you know these expansion moments, and then that of course trickles down to to other uh, to other smaller pieces that kind of you know might might show up a little bit before or kind of towards the next expansion afterwards. Um, I think in many ways, uh, it, actually having these frequent releases gives us a lot of freedom to try out things, um, and we can definitely see that with. You know things like the live events now, where we basically are running live events every month, um, and it allows us to test out all sorts of things. And like, hey, you know, here's a crazy idea. Let's test it for two weeks. If it doesn't work, then we never have to do it again. Or if it's actually awesome, we might want to roll it to the rest of the game. And we've, it's been really nice to have. I mean, we've kind of done a couple of those uh, products lately. I mean, the live events, Abyss of Dead Space, another one, which is a great place to kind of you know, push our graphics, push our kind of gameplay stuff, and then, you know, allow us to bring stuff into into the game, and we can do much quicker iterations with the frequent releases, uh, versus kind of, you know, before before we made that change, um, you know, the the uh, kind of, you know, you would everyone would work towards a release, and then, you know, nothing happens, everyone kind of, you know, gets thrown into a room for, for two weeks, everyone, you know, dukes it out, and you figure out what the hell you're going to do for the next release, and then you work, 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 and a month before release, you have to scope down, and <laughs> <laughs> so it's a way healthier, healthier kind of uh, yeah, ecosystem. Yeah. I mean, we would not want to go back to the, the, the way expansions were done back in the days, because that you... You were waiting with things that didn't need to wait. You didn't need to wait for. You were just because that was the release. Everything got packaged together, and then everything got shipped together, and that was the actual thing that we're working on, both uh, following up afterwards and yeah. while working for the new. I mean, now when we talk about expansion, we're putting stuff together that 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 can't be together or or fits together. Well, mm -hmm. That's the the aim, and I think yeah. that's also driven by having like a vision and a strategy. Like for what we want out of them, what we're trying to do, uh, but not holding some like a balance back or or just because we have a release later. That that's mm. the general idea. And and updates to our new player experience doesn't need to be an an expansion material, for example. It's true. Now don't tell us, but do you already have your uh, messages ready for E Vegas next month? 
<laughs> of course, everything is ready. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Is, are we going to see CCP Orca again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, CCP Orca is going to be out. I'm going to be out there. Manbjörn is going to come out. I'm going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we're going to have a lot of, lot of great developers out. Uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. And okay, here, here's a tough question. When yeah. you're when you're you know when you're playing Eve, yes, uh, as a civilian, mm-hmm. and they don't know who you are, type thing, mm-hmm. and and you're in a corp, and you know, and they're and people ask oh, who's who's going to be going to Eve Vegas. I mean, what do you say? Uh, so I think the best advice I got from from a CSM member is basically like, uh, are you like? My excuse that my mic is broken is kind of done. Yeah. <laughs> but I got a, a really good excuse the other day. Just say that you're a girl. I, I have no idea why. And no. then people say, oh, we don't have to talk. Um, <laughs> but no, like, I mean, I, I, I'm in a small with with couple of CCPers here. Um, and I have a few other accounts that are, are placed uh, in credit corporations. I'm not going to give any hints or, or tell what they are or where they are. Um, but I try to, you know, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a silent member. Well, you know, you know, just to kind of go along, uh, go along part of what, what uh, Carneros was saying there. Let me ask a question that I think everybody out there wants to ask. Uh, yeah. do, do you even Eve bro? Like, do, do you play Eve online and use that for your own kind of understanding of the game that you are leading development of. Absolutely. Yeah, just said he plays, plays as a no, game. No, I'm asking both of them. I'm, you know, and trying to, I bet you get free stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, no, we don't I get any free stuff. We don't get any. I meant no, no. by posing, by posing as a female that doesn't talk. I bet you get a lot. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, yeah, I, I play, I play plenty. Um, and, uh, I mean, of course, we play test a lot, um, but I I try to play, you know, we taste few times food. a week. Yes. And I have, I mean, I have operations going um, and and all sorts of things. I've done multiple things. I think the two things I've done the least of are probably wormholes and and PI, but Me otherwise too. I've done done most of the other stuff um, all the way to like where where internal affairs has come knocking and told me that I was doing shady stuff and I had to stop. <laughs> Yikes. That's scary when that happens. Okay, but well, you're, you're definitely playing Eve if you're doing shady stuff. <laughs> I think we go up and down in kind of activity. Uh, sometimes we go out and try joining, joining corps or, or yeah. joining alliances or, or corps within alliances. Yeah. Uh, we, Wormholes was super fun in the beginning. We, I, I was, and we you were here. Yeah, we were really active in that until people kind of, you know, got their war machines up and running and, <laughs> and, and just kicked everyone out. That wasn't relevant anymore. <laughs> oh. We were small and we got kicked oh. out. <laughs> uh, but then, like Berger saying, I mean, we're we're trying out new things. We're uh, we're. You know, when abyssal space is being play tested, we're really active in just playing these things. Yeah, uh, we're we're just making new characters, trying out that. Like, what is it to be like a new character? Sometimes then our player accounts just go a bit dormant in the meantime because this yeah. is kind of what we we spent our extra time on. 
Yeah, but I think, especially, I mean, before Episode Dead Space, I, I tried to play as much. I probably played like every anomaly you can find in Eve, uh, which was interesting, a little bit painful, but but fun. <laughs> now, when uh, you're when you're in a an alliance or a, a corporation with regular Eve players, not yeah. just other CCPers, mm-hmm. and you're listening in on comms, and they sometimes will say things and blame CCP for uh-huh. stuff that obviously has nothing to do with CCP, but whatever. They'll blame, they'll blame CCP for stuff. Uh, how, do you, how do you handle that? I mean, how do, does that get to you? Does that bum you out? No. no. Okay, cool. It's not, it's not our roles. It's yeah. not our... I mean, it's neither of our jobs. Yeah. I mean, if... Yeah, I mean... You gotta be a little thick-skinned if you're if you're here yeah. and you're dealing with the community. I, it kind of you know I remember kind of the first uh, the first incidents I had. You know it was kind of little like you know kind of <laughs> you know play a gathering and someone getting a little bit too drunk and kind of tackling yeah. you. Uh, but you know it's, your face, yeah. Uh, I mean it's 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 fun and you know at least kind of at player gatherings I I usually just kind of. I try to turn the conversation into kind of more creative and more solutions. If people are kind of, you know, if they're kind of pitching and moaning about stuff, I, I kind of rather take them on a little creative journey and figuring out how we can make it better and how can we kind of push it further. And usually like, you know, four hours later, we're all hugging and, and you know, dancing to Madonna. Now, what, one of the things that you mentioned that you had worked on in the past, um, well, a couple of them actually, in terms of AI, as well yep. as things like the forward operating bases, which of course we're yep. using some of the new AI and, and, and whatnot in there. Um, how, how do you think that has worked out? Um, I think um, that whole development was really interesting. So we basically, we decided to uh, tackle the AI in game and the AI was like, I mean, it was like 2003, 2005 material. Uh, so we basically kind of, you know, rather than kind of locking ourselves in a room 18 months, we decided to to do kind of an incremental uh, development on this. So we started with the drifters that basically, or actually the circadian seekers, which basically didn't do anything. And then we gave them kind of tiny bit of behavior. Uh, we did the drifter battleship and the, the, uh, the towers. And, you know, slowly and incrementally, we kind of started to add to kind of our capabilities. Mining operations, you know, you could call for backups. Uh, the cool, the awesome thing about mining operations is, is they basically all run the same brain, but they're just skinned differently depending on where they're placed. Um, and then kind of, you know, we built up the, the forward operating bases, uh, the shipyards, and now and that basically led to Abyssal Dead Space. And Abyssal Dead Space is kind of built on this foundation that, that the others made. Um, uh, one of the things that you know, because we're a tiny development team and, you know, we kind of worked on them. Some of these things were kind of a little bit left, have been left behind. And I think um, it would be really great to kind of go and take another look at them. I think there is a, a there is a beautiful thought uh, circling here and with the team of, of, you know, how we can actually kind of tie them more together and kind of expand them in a, in a little bit more meaningful way. Um, but I think that should be, you know, that's something that, that I definitely want to take a look at. We just have to kind of see what the timeline is. I'm not going to commit to anything here, but 
Um, but I think those are like I think when they came out, there's like you know they were sleeps. Um, but I mean they some of them have kind of stagnated a little bit, and I don't think we need a whole lot to actually give them a, a, a you know mm-hmm. breath of fresh air. I think it was a much better approach to driving the the technology than yeah. actually starting the technology before. So uh, I think it was a good stepping stone towards what we have now in the AI capabilities. Yeah, yeah, and I mean the holy hell the the uh, the feedback from the community and like we would have never been in this place if we weren't hadn't kind of staged this and you know we did there's been so many like failures on the way that we've learned from i mean <laughs> so often where we've just been like no <laughs> no but like the, the late night the late night phone calls like guys why the hell are like you know thousands of miners in the system we're just like oh shit we forgot like you know the upper limits and you know we've had We've had like fights when you know no players have been involved. We you know, but we're still like seeing like spikes from server nodes. <laughs> You're killing the uh, server without players. That's mm-hmm. You're killing the server without players. Yeah, yeah. yeah so this and it's yeah. I mean, it's been great, actually, great doing it incrementally and and basically kind of running into these issues kind of incrementally rather than like you know locking ourselves you know in and then then. Ta-da! Everything. Um, and, I mean, we just have a way, way, way smarter product uh, you know, because of that. And, I mean, which is actually, I mean... Well, uh, a we business really space. Right. Mm-hmm. Your artwork on a business space is amazing. And uh, that apparently seems to be successful from, at least from out here. We don't know what the statistics are like in there, but good job on that. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean that was one. That was the next stepping stone in all of this, basically, just to simplify the problem and, and not to try and change the world. That you know, at one go. Yeah, I think that just helped us a lot. We we are still learning a lot from that one. Yeah. Is, is it is it possible to implement any of that new AI into older material in the game, like uh, you know missions and and other form you know uh, other forms of of uh, you know PVE? Uh, in some cases, yes. Yeah. Uh, but in other cases, it might be better to to sunset uh, some of this stuff. And we basically just have to look at it one at a time. Um, Which was the whole purpose. I mean, some of it, definitely yes. Other yeah. things we were just seeing, like, okay, that might not work out. Then we have to find something else. Yeah. And we have, I mean, we have hundreds upon hundreds of, of missions in game. And I mean... Some of them are kind of, you know, in a in a very poor state, and kind of going back and kind of redoing everything would be, you know, that's a monumental effort. Um, and we've done the calculation like a few times, and it's just like, oh no. Yeah. I mean, if the question is, would we put that AI into the missions themselves, or like, is the damsel in distress gonna have like new AI? Probably not. We would probably make a new one or, or do something yeah. like that rather than try to replicate the old one. Yeah, because that would probably kill us in, in terms of development time. Yeah. And I think also, like, it, you know, there is one thing we can't, we can't forget is, like, I mean, 2003, when the game comes out, some of these missions are kind of from that era even. Uh, you know, people were playing the game on dial-up networks. Uh <laughs> You know, you couldn't actually pick up the phone and call you if, if you were playing Eve. <laughs> um, 
So, I mean, it's just the, 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 the whole, you know, ecosystem has just changed and kind of the approach, the best practices. I mean, we were, you know, there, there weren't that many MMOs out at our, you know, when we came and now like open world is like, if it's not open world, like why would you play it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's just, you know, there's a lot of learnings that have happened over the last 15 years. And, you know, we're just kind of trying to take steps and trying to be proactive and actually taking this next steps and kind of bring Eve, you know, into, into this new era. So uh, this, new era. This, yeah. this new era, I guess it's, uh, is it going to include, because the AI is becoming so sophisticated, something of a, a living world uh, that happens uh, even if you're not around? Is that too much Getting me on a roll, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is kind of happening, though. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. happened, and uh, you know, it's it's. I mean, I think you know, living universe is a is a word that's like probably the word that I've written the most on whiteboards here and on post-it notes. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just. I mean, kind of think back the first time you kind of, you know, you saw Jira or, you know, or, or major market hub or first time you, you kind of ran into a, into, you know, a, you know, a small fleet fight somewhere or, you know, or first time you basically jumped into low and, and were ganked. Um, at this moment of like, you're not in empty space, but there's like, population and there's density and there's like action going on and you're kind of part of something bigger you can like feel your kind of tininess in this kind of grunter thing um you know i think that's that's really important and and this is something that kind of you know the ai can bring and and you know this living universe can kind of bring and and it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you know people are constantly like you know shooting you in the face but you know, it could also just mean that, like, hey, there is activity going on, and you know, there is movement, and you know, one of my, you know, there are all these like tiny expand, like tiny changes we've done. One of them is like when uh, citadels came out, we had these kind of tiny little lights that like flew in and out of out of the citadels, and then we added to the rest of the stations in game, um, and just that that kind of super simple thing just kind of gave the game so much more life and so much more kind of stuff's going on and i think this is like super important because it's 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 a social game it's a game you know it you know a lot of the you know the meat of the game is kind of the the amazing social interactions that that happen and people make it better i think that's it i think if they could just get the ai to participate on social media they won't even need us (laughs) (laughs) no need for players anymore activities happening in eve I'm, I'm right there with you, Berger. That that living world thing is amazing. And and the first time I saw just like three or four battleships fighting outside a station, I called my wife over to look at this. Look at this is actually happening. And it was mm. a shocking and thrilling moment at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's all it took. But we these are some of the challenges we have today because Eve is so vast and from a technical point, so unpredictable of who does what where. Because yeah. we can allow you to do anything, zooming both from, I mean, art and graphics complain, you know, you can zoom the camera from, from you know, right up to your ship to uh, looking at the whole solar system. I mean, this is incredibly hard. So finding, you know, both setting states and beautiful scenery and AI and then 
people to meet for street fights. These are these are a bit of complexity that touch on technical game design and creative vision. Mm-hmm. And and finding the boundaries is, is kind of what we're trying to do. Yeah, all the time. One of the questions that, uh, or one of the topics that was being discussed quite a bit out in Twitch chat uh, uh, for a long while out here, uh, we haven't asked it yet, uh, is about the potential or the headway being made towards a 64-bit client. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's gone even deeper into multi-threading and all kinds of other stuff out there. But I want to tie it in more to sort of the current state of EVE in terms of performance issues. And yeah. you know, if you can just speak to that. Yeah, I mean we're constantly working working on it. I mean we're we're looking at we are looking at the 64-bit client. Can't commit to it right now, but we're working on it. Uh, we are looking at threading what we can do in support. I mean all of these are, are happening in R&D or some not production ready state first. And and you know when. When the community, for example, gets so active like lately and, and they, they push all the boundaries of everything, then, then you know it's our time to gather data and work towards a future plan for it. Because yeah. now, we, well, now we know more, now mm-hmm. we see more. And then, of course, running a live game and a live environment, you're, you're also putting out new things and then they can affect things in ways we didn't expect. So then we have to dial back and, and it's a... It's challenging and fun to work in, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. So the 64-bit client right now is just still something that you are uh, uh, looking into. It's it's something that you hope can happen at some point in the future, but there's still, I mean, there's still not a timeline associated with it. There's just no timeline. We're working on it, but there's no timeline. I'm not going to say when we're going to ship it, Release but it. We, are, we are working on yeah. it. I mean, we're taking very active steps, but I mean, there are a lot of active steps we need to take. Uh, go, going back a few steps, Nikki K here in chat asked about incursions having a revamp of uh, AI. Is that uh, an area where that you could see um, an improvement, or is that something that would be sunsetted? Uh, there's a lot of super interesting things in incursions, um, and there's a lot of things that we can learn from incursions. Um, uh, I, I mean, I've... I've done my fair share of incursions and I really enjoy them, especially kind of the social element of them. Um, and I think we could, you know, definitely expand on them uh, uh, in one form or, or another. If that means sunsetting them or changing how they are or expanding them, I mean, that's still kind of TBD. But I mean, that should be, mm-hmm. that's definitely like something that, that we talk about here. And, you know, it's, a, it's, it's very high on our... Uh, our conversation. Whoa, what's going on? That looks like I crashed uh, Zoom. Yeah, we'll ignore that for a yeah, moment. It's coming back. Players can't can't I hear that. Blew his mind. <laughs> <laughs> you totally did, man. I'm right there with you on all this stuff. Like, this is the, exactly what I was hoping for. All right, so I think we switched around. Sorry. It was my turn. Right. I needed to move. I was getting stale up there on the left. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but. Y- y- yeah, the idea of um, uh, you know uh, things being alive and you being small in the world is like uh, that really appeals to. I think it appeals to anyone who likes immersion. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. And I mean, I think See. it's in many ways. I think it's uh, you know, it's it's at least that was kind of the the first thing that that made me fall in love with Eve. It's like just this 
you know, the, the insane, you know, the, it was so insane, like the scale of it and just kind of, yeah, you could just kind of go forever and, and do whatever. And you kind of, I don't know, I, I at least kind of, there was a lot of role playing happening in my head when I started, uh, eight, eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, something like that. Yeah. I, yeah. The, it was everything, the music, the, the, yeah. the graphics. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and just this vastness, yeah. and just figuring things out. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think the the music doesn't get enough credit for that, helping build that scene, mm -hmm. uh, but also the visual graphics and how they've uh, evolved. Mm -hmm. But yeah, what one of the things that we like to do is bring in the uh, the participants in the stream as much as yeah. possible because we're all excited to meet you guys. <laughs> uh, so um, they have a few questions they've asked along the way that we we want to pose along to you. Have you ever been uh, suicide ganked in game? Don't tell us too many details, but has that ever happened to you? Yes, 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 yes and yes. Were you surprised? Uh, the first time it happened, I was pretty surprised. Uh... Not as surprised as when I was skate camp for the first time. That was a big surprise. Nice. I was like two days into my Eve, Eve uh, experience uh, and I did everything wrong. Um, uh, but yeah, I remember my first suicide gank. I basically, oh, I was suicide ganked. I basically blinked yeah. and I was gone. I was like, uh, uh. did yeah. you submit a ticket? <laughs> no, I didn't. Have I only ever, things I can afford now. <laughs> have well, you ever fallen for a scam? Uh, I have. I have opened a can or two. Find <laughs> uh, scam, like a market scam, or a... well, there's so many different ways to scam yeah. someone in Eve Online. Uh, you can scam without even knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've seen bad shipping contracts. I've seen uh, things offered for sale that weren't what they look like. I've seen investment opportunities that would never pay off, for example. Uh, you guys yeah. have probably seen half a dozen others. Uh, well, yeah, we've seen yeah. a lot. And, you know, some of them are, are super deep and you're just scratching your head. How in the world did people even think of this? But, yeah, I mean, I've opened a can, can or two and... Uh, and I think I, I think a couple I, of I contracts the back in the days. Yeah, back in like yeah, 2011, uh, when I was quite new. But I had I've also been scanned by coworkers, which is <laughs> yes, very also been killed at gates by coworkers. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my yeah. They use internal espionage. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like a <laughs> yeah. There's like, I mean, there's like ups and downs in how much people play, but I mean, we've had moments where, where, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been scammed a few times by coworkers, yeah. but yeah, direct trade scams like, by coworkers <laughs> in real life or, uh, <laughs> in the game, no, in game, uh, yeah, I get it for his lunch. Yeah. For his lunch. So I'm thinking, yeah, they swiped yeah. your carrots. <laughs> you know what? One question. One question I want to go back to here is more in the more in the role of where you are now uh, in terms of communications, right? Uh, number one, you're running. You, you guys have got the little hydro going there that you. Well, the you know, the term that you used before we went on on air, uh, yeah. but, you know, between the executive producer, the creative director, and the head of marketing, right? Um, 
what do you see, each of you individually, uh, as your role in the communication process to the player base um, when either when changes are happening or when you just want to communicate kind of ongoing vision or in crisis situations? Um, I think time will tell a little bit how that yeah. would be, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, if uh, myself and Orca would probably kind of pick up uh, a lot of that. And plus support, more support from our community people. Yeah, with so more support from, from Falcon and, and Gart and, and uh, I mean, yeah, a couple of other people. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we're, we're responsible for, for the game. It's not so, going to be like one persona going like, hey, this is this is a thing happening now. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to divide it between and, and be stronger as a team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Falcon, uh, you know, Falcon and Guard, great in dealing with the community and everything. Um, you know, I think on a lot of occasions, being able to hear from the mouths of the of the of the leadership of the development yeah. of the game um, yeah. really has a way of being able to communicate more effectively out there, especially Absolutely. when you're trying to sell something that might get pushed back from the, you know, for, you know, from the player base. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's, I mean, and that's something we, we will definitely take on. I mean, I'm not gonna, we, we're not gonna throw anyone under the bus, you know, for, with controversial things because we're scared or something. I mean, oh. no, 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 absolutely not. I mean, and, and we're not going to be, you know, I, I'm, I've never been good in ivory towers, so I'll probably be on the floor a lot and, and, you know, hopefully going to as many gatherings as I can. Um, and I mean, I'll be on stage for, for E Vegas and, and, you know, hopefully drinking plenty of beer with you guys and, and, you know, debating, debating all the things. Well, you can always wear your costume uh, of Concord and, and then yeah, maybe... if it's super controversial, it's, yeah. it's Henry Concord guy. It's not me, it's Henry Concord. <laughs> yeah, totally. Play it off as your character. Yeah, I mean, Concord is telling us that, you know, we have to... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. You guys are going to be at E-Vegas. That'll be a real treat for people. I'm sure you'll be there with everyone else. On the other hand, I want to push back, Dirk. You don't always need to listen to the players. I know everybody says, like, you don't listen to the players or whatever, but they get it wrong. The guys that are talking to you sometimes get it wrong for the people that aren't talking to you. So, yeah. and I know you guys keep that in mind. Yeah, but I mean, you, you also have to, I mean, you should also, I mean, you have to be critical of all feedback. And we, I mean, we're critical of each other and you have to be critical of what you're getting from the community. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, because we know kind of, you know, the next five steps in the, or kind of the next five puzzle pieces. And sometimes you have to do like, you know, difficult changes for, for the next few steps to make sense. And, and this is why I kind of, you know, as I was telling earlier, you know, sometimes it's good to give tiny bit of a hint or, or a, a view, a kind of a peek into, you know, why you're making this move now and how, what it will actually do uh, to the future game. Um, and kind of just give people time a bit more context to, to yeah. changes that, that are being going on, that are going on. Um, I would yeah. be, I would be more worried when people stop talking. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. I, I hear what you're saying there, Matterall. Um, and, and, and I agree with you. Sometimes I think that that CCP has been seen to, to be reactionary to outrage um, um, rather than forward leaning in terms of their own vision, which is why I wanted to know if these guys were going to be out there kind of communicating that vision uh, proactively rather than being reactive to some of these things. Yeah. I mean, you remember yeah. one of 
Hopefully we can do that. <laughs> we can't we can't see everything. Yeah, no. That's gonna happen, but we, we try our best and, and of course like we we try and, and everybody has their, their bias, their filter. Yeah. Everybody's or some some are some have their agenda, they want their thing in. Uh but I mean it's ours to try and yeah. navigate all of this. And but so, like I, mean, I say, while there's passion in the, yeah. the community, I'm I'm yeah. less worried. And I mean I think absolute key in this communication um i mean our community team does awesome job and like i have no idea what i where i would be without them um but i mean the csm is so important when it comes to like this stuff and i mean i have my guys that i you know i ping you know if if the sentiment goes bananas or you know things kind of you know start to become like little little you know iffy uh and i mean we meet up with the you know, we have, we try to meet at least once a month with the CSM and I mean, we're on hit chat together. So it's really easy to kind of, you know, throw stuff back and forth. Um, and also with like, you know, we, we try our best to, to bring the CSM in early, uh, with, with designs and kind of when we're starting talking about changes, you know, sometimes it, it just kind of falls kind of between, between meetings. So it, they come in a little later, but I mean, Abyss of Dead Space is a perfect example of a, of where the CSM had like, you know, we we kind of gave them an outline of, of the initial design and they were kind of a little iffy on some things, so had a lot of back and forth, a lot of debate, you know, people did not see eye to eye and we kind of worked quite close together for like, you know, a month or six weeks or something and kind of actually end up with a really solid product that people really loved and i mean that's actually one of those moments where i was a little bit scared when it came out like the amount of of shit posting was so low that i was like oh no no one is playing it no one is no, doing it happening. um but then you know what followed was like probably you know the yeah. best few days of sea killboards ever it's like refreshing refreshing <laughs> i think i think that was one of my favorite moments <laughs> Just at CCP is when we were looking at waiting for the first person to go into a piece of ah, it was so we're good. Just staring at it and like, why is why is there nobody there? Why is not and like they have the key? They have the key. Somebody has the key. And yeah, of course he was going with the key to the market to Jira. The ah. first, <laughs> first three keys, like even on like Twitch and everything, like. They did not go into a piece of that space. They went like straight to Jira and uh, well, yeah. we were just waiting. Are they going in? <laughs> but, okay. Okay. So let's just kind of go to that for a second. Do you look at that as being the result of um, when, when you develop it to be, Hey, look, you've got to go out there and find these, these filaments first <laughs> before yep. you can, before you can even access the site you create the scenario where somebody says, well, geez, this is probably worth more to me to go sell than it is to go do the activity. And, and, oh, yeah. and if you could go back now, would you, would you have basically, I don't know, gifted everybody a filament at first just to get the activity moving? No, no I think it's, it's the beautiful thing about the open market, or, you know, yeah. your area, but uh, I mean, in true Eve nature, make money first and then, then go have fun. Yeah. They obviously could wait a little bit and yeah. And then everybody just jumped in once the, the first market had happened. Yeah, but and actually there was, I mean, both, you know, there was, all, you know, both to kind of create this fun race type moment. And this was definitely like a super fun race. I mean, there were like 20 or something uh, Twitch streams just on like people trying to find these. 
Sadly, well, a couple of sites we forgot to see them. A couple of sites. <laughs> that but, was that was one of the gripes initially was that you know being able to to get these filaments to even go and run the content was yeah. kind of limited. They hadn't yeah. yet begun to uh, source themselves in the market to any to any great degree. To the point where I, I, I don't know if it was a week later, CCP uh, did in fact gift out filaments. You know, to basically uh, say, hey, go run this stuff. Yeah, that was actually planned. Um, yeah, that was more we wanted to see, we wanted to see, so uh, we wanted to see where the market would end up uh, so we wouldn't crash the market. Uh, we wanted to kind of from a technical point of view, this was actually super clever because uh, we were basically velvet roping Abyssal Dead Space um, and we could basically see if the service would fall on their face or not. So Can rather explain, than getting, Explain yeah, velvet so, roping to them. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so velvet roping is basically when uh, when you kind of give, you know, you give one person access and, you know, he gets two access tokens to give to his friends and then they come in. And so you basically kind of you basically build up population, you know, relatively slowly. And this way we could basically kind of we could monitor our servers and we could see kind of, you know, at the moment when when we're hitting dangerous numbers, we could throw more power at it. Um, mm -hmm. And, and what was actually super interesting is because we did it this way, we had a really slow ramp up to kind of, you know, the, the, where we ended up kind of settling. Um, and it rather than kind of, you know, everyone rushing in minute one and everything kind of hitting, you know, falling on its face, uh, it kind of allowed people to, to, to slowly get in. Um, we ended up gifting, went out on a Tuesday and we gave everyone a filament the following Monday. Something like that. Week or was it a week later? I think it was a week yeah. later, yeah. But I mean by by the Friday before the weekend, we actually had I mean the, the market was relatively nice, you know, there was a nice saturation of the market of filaments. Yeah. But there were I mean, I'm gonna be the first one to admit we 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 did we did uh mess up <laughs> the the seating a little bit. Yeah. We forgot a couple of sites because uh, by accident we actually see it in, in events that had already passed uh, instead of those sites, and it was just like really stupid. We saw it when we kind of took a look at like, okay, how is the seating going? And there was just like a huge, you know, column of of IDs that had like no seating. Um, that was a late night, and then we realized and fixed it. <laughs> nice. But yeah, we're human. We make mistakes. I mean, yeah, but I don't think anybody really base. Uh, You're breaking up, Dave. Oh, I think my. Anyway, Abyssal think... Space is great. Yeah, there, there are times when uh, when it does sort of, you know, you make a little mistake. But you, this case, it got all the way to live, and no one saw it. Um, I, some of the audience knows that I used to work at CCP years ago. And I can remember presenting, uh, I got a project to a certain stage, but I presented it to the CSM first, and it was between yeah. summits. So we just talked uh, through separate communication. Um, and they looked at it, and they talked me through it, and the right thing to do was to kill the whole idea. So we yeah. did. We killed the whole idea, put it away. Yeah. It didn't show up in any notes because it wasn't during one of the summits. Mm -hmm. uh, and the players had no idea the CSM did their job, uh, yeah. had a big impact, uh, yeah. and then went away uh, and uh, and 
you know, nothing got seen. It was, it worked function perfectly that time. Yeah, yeah definitely. But people didn't get credit for what they did. Uh, no, I mean, that's, that's the tough part of politics sometimes, you know, you, you, I mean, every summit we have to redact some notes because I mean, there, there is, I mean, there are just subjects that, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to spoil the fun, uh, or, you know, they're just, you know, subjects we need to talk about kind of, you know, we might want to go back to the drawing board and, yeah. and come back and, and, and in another form at all. Yeah. A, and that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Now, are there, um, are there any things, uh, now that, uh, we've had a weekend to process the acquisition, are there any messages that you want to add to the, the mix out there? Any things that you wanted to say, any thoughts that you've had that you thought, Oh, if I were in the room with them having a beer, I would tell them this right now. I mean, I would tell them that I'm super excited. Uh, I mean, I can see it. Super, super, super awesome having, you know, working with with, uh, you know, this, you know, working with gamers. Which is amazing. That's that's amazing. It's so much fun, and like, I mean, we are going to be a, you know, we're going to be an independent uh, subsidiary, and I mean, we're not going to change anything. You know, we're still in control of our destiny and, and, you know, we just have even more freedom now because, you know, business is just running as usual. Yeah. And I'm just super excited. Excellent. And I know yeah, that we both, both are. <laughs> we, we're hoping that morale is up at CCP and people are excited. And some of us are hoping, oh, maybe they'll hire a couple more community people, and, you, know, <laughs> you know, things like that. You know, we, we see Falcon guard working their butts off. And, we, yeah. you know, we think, uh, we sometimes yeah, I mean, think he's helping. I mean, and, and, and all the best to our team. I and mean, they're all doing a, a good job, a great job. I mean, you've seen, I mean, we ramped up a lot of things in, over the last year. And, and I think we've been showing a lot of good velocity in mm-hmm. terms of both the abyss and changing things that have been static for, for some yeah. time and then just uh, doing a bit of bravery. So the, yeah, and just standing up to some of the challenges that we've had and, and kudos to the whole team, the whole team here at CCP for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we, we were supposed to have CCP Falcon on today, but uh, last minute he had something uh, come up where he couldn't get here. Uh, however, I know he was on the Meta Show yesterday answering a lot of these questions. When this when this uh, interview you know was was set up, uh, it was well before the announcement of uh, of the acquisition. So again, we were really here to talk to these guys about about uh, about them um, and and. You know, I, I think we've addressed the acquisition piece from from the part that really, really that, you know, that they're willing to answer. I know Falcon did more of that yesterday, so I would totally refer you back to yesterday's meta show uh, for for more of that kind of, you know, let's grind on, you know, all of the things that people want to think out there on Reddit and everywhere else. OK, um, so w- one of the things we're going to be watching is to see what uh, gets announced at eVegas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for example, people will be watching and say, "Oh, are they going to talk? Are they going to talk about? Is there going to be a next Eve fan fest in Iceland? And what date would that be?" And people will be watching. And so I'm just warning you now. We're excited. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm super excited for Vegas. I'm trying like I'm trying my hardest to. Mm-hmm. 
You're not saying do it, you're doing it, you're doing it perfect. You're yeah. expressing your excitement <laughs> without giving away anything and stick with that. Don't don't screw this up yet. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Okay. And so, um is it is it better to work for a venture capitalist or a gaming company? There's a uh, softball for you right there. <laughs> I I'm working for a a gaming company right now. We work for a gaming company. We work for a gaming <laughs> company. Yeah. Yes, yes. I meant CCP. Is it better to be influenced by venture capitalism or uh, a, a, a uh, time will tell, but I think tell, they will show us. I mean, they have experience. They they are closer to to what we do. So I mean, I probably have more things to talk to them about. Mm-hmm. I'm like my personal finances, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really don't like talking about money and, and finances. So, and I really like talking about games and movies. And so I can only guess that, that, yeah, I don't know. At least when I meet gamers, I, we usually lose track of, yeah, we lose track of time. And then like, if they know something about architecture and architectural history, you know, it's better. like five o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> before I know it, that's great. Okay. Go, you know, going back to sort of a game design uh, so, sort of question, um, yeah. there's how to build mechanics into the game that players find enjoyable and all of that, right? But given the kind of ecosystem that EVE, Eve Online has, right, um, what are your views towards the overall health of, say, the economy? When you're putting in one of these new features, right, yeah. or, when, or, or when you're looking at existing features, Mm-hmm. What kind of time do you spend looking at sort of you know how that interacts on a multifaceted basis as you know as an economy uh, within the economy? That definitely depends on the feature. Um, I mean, we're looking at one. We've been, I mean, we have an analytics team here, uh, and actually, like that team has has kind of changed a bit uh, over the last year, um, and kind of especially now with with uh, CCP Ghost and CCP Larkin have joined the uh, analytical team, um, which gives it way more kind of gameplay uh, know-how and knowledge. Um, So we've been doing like, you know, way deeper analysis on on systems uh, and especially like, you know, systems that have deep impact on the economy. Um, We we look a lot at what's going on and what effect it could have on the economy. Like, you know, if if it's the... You know, if it's kind of the float of ISK or, you know, or or if it's, you know, ru- ruining something else. And oftentimes, you know, we have conversations about like, hey, you know, object A, is it OK if we crush that market? Uh, and what effect will it have on, on the on the on the uh, kind of the, the economy at, at whole? Um, and sometimes we've, we've had to, you know, make decisions that that kind of throw the throw the uh, market into a whirlwind um but i mean we keep a super close eye on the economy we keep a super close eye on like you know the amount of plex and the amount of isk in game kind of the balance between you know faucets and sinks and uh uh i mean that 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 plays a major part in in uh, what we do but we also look at kind of you know the the game health and you know the the actual health of the game and you know is is a certain feature actually just making the game worse and even if it has like positive effect on on you know the economy of the game 
uh, it might actually, you know, have negative effect on on happiness or you know the 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 good of the game. So in many ways, you know, we we don't have. I mean, you have you have GDPs of countries and you have like indexes of countries, but I mean, like most people have listened to to you know financial shows. Uh, Down Jones doesn't really say anything. It's just kind of a number that doesn't really say anything about you know the day to day of of life in America. Um, so in many ways, you know, we've talked a lot about you know is there a way to make like a happiness index or you know can you actually kind of mm-hmm. a more of a game health index? Yeah. Um, and what, that's what, something we, what we makes that. Yeah, what kind of creates that? And that's something we we talk a lot about and we look at. I mean, we're we're Eve players. Are we expected to be happy, or are we expected to be doing what we need to do in the world of Eve? <laughs> it, it would be a better I, measure than just I, how I, many people are online. Happiness is your own definition. I mean, there is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's just like you know, everyone is beautiful. It's just different levels of beauty, I guess. <laughs> right. Could you do it by region? Could you do it by region so we could see who the happy players are? Yeah. By the way, strengthening in this area. I mean, knowing yeah. we're connecting the dots sometimes with the game, like and its involvement over the the years. Now it's it's hard to connect the, all of the pieces into one concrete story. So uh, yeah. that's kind of what we have to work towards in the future is trying to you know dot them all together. It's not yeah. enough to have like individual oversight of each one. We need mm-hmm. to kind of know the whole story, and that's one of the challenges that we have going forward. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the uh, Plex prices went up on news of the sale to Pearl Abyss. So congratulations. The market reacted well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, down Jones. Yeah. What does down Jones tell you? Now. It's just a number. <laughs> yes. Number. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Oh, I did want to ask a couple more uh, high level questions that aren't about development necessarily, but just about the game itself. For you, since you're the executive producers, um, well, do you think the um, localization will grow or shrink in the next few years? The localization? Yeah. Uh, Dif- different languages that Eve is presented in to segments yeah. of the community. So, I mean, we, we definitely have plans to look at it. I mean, we have been looking at different markets and if we should localize, what should it be? What should the next country be? We have routinely done tests and then done localization uh, regularly. There's nothing concrete now. This is kind of Aaron's area now, like market market share and, and all of that. Uh, Aaron is Orca, right? Orca, Orca yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we are monitoring it. We also want to up the quality of some of our localizations, and we have different ranges for them, like different types of support, depending on, on the market share, and, and we'll just continue down that. You might want to consider Korean localization. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, I, I, hear there's a, I hear there's a partner upcoming that may have some insight in there. <laughs> the, other, the other one, um, um, Black Desert Online doesn't have a Mac client, but Eve does. So do you think the Mac client will stick around? That is a question for the ages. It's, yeah. a, it's a difficult platform, I, I will say. I mean, we've, we've really, you know, at some point we have to make a, a decision. Mm. And the, the market itself 
might take that for us, just depending on what kind of hardware is supported, where we are with the different APIs and, and uh, capabilities and the cost of the development. Currently, the, the a native client is high development cost, and, and it's just something that you know we have to do calculations on user analytics and, and, and look at do our job, basically say, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Can we do it? Basically, can we afford it? It does have some intangibles though, right? It gives you some of that technology nerd credibility of having like a Linux client and a Mac client. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of why we had it. Yeah. We've had it for years and, and we've... I, mean, I always thought that, was, that said so much about CCP. It's like, wow, they have a Linux client for this guy. It's amazing. I mean, it, it in its current format, it is of course emulation. Uh, it has drawbacks, and, and yeah, I mean, uh, how 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 quickly can it keep up? I mean, that of course has other effects on what we can develop develop for the PC client because the Mac client will put limitation on us what we can do. Mm-hmm. So there's some certain opportunity cost in what technology, how fast we move technologies. So that's the other end of the spectrum where people have to kind of weigh in, like, you know, do we want more for the PC and, and you know, better, faster, quicker, bigger thing? Or, or do we want to keep the, the Mac? Man, I'm quite sad that I don't have Twitch chat on the side here to see just like... All, just all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Ignorance is bliss, right? Uh, the last one I have is... Uh, um, since uh, Black Desert has like 9 million players uh, and they're acquiring CCP and EVE being the biggest game CCP has, like, do you think there'll be a marketing budget uh, appropriated for EVE in the future? Because that was one of the things that people would say. is like, I don't see enough of this game that I love out there. I mean, I, I wouldn't connect the two, but it's definitely we want to do that. We want to be more out there. We want to put a better stance and, and, and be more visible. Not everyone knows about Eve. Not everyone understands Eve. I think we can do a lot better in yeah. the future. Definitely. And I mean, more players in Eve equals more fun game. I mean, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of more interesting moments. Yeah. Yeah. More possibilities. I always think of Eve as a, a place where you gain the potential to have fun. Uh, doesn't mean you're always having fun. It's just that that's what you're grinding. You're grinding the potential for shockingly fun moments. Yeah, and you and uh, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, that's that's kind of my favorite element. It's like you know, there's a there's a moment of grind, but you know, any second that thing can like flip on its mm-hmm. head, and you know, especially my main character. I mean, I'm not in any of the big blocks, so I get a lot of. I get a lot of uh, surprising action every now and then. And yeah. setbacks. <laughs> and I mean, this 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 is one of the strengths. I think this is one of the things that, I mean, this and basically the the history that you make in Eve kind of retains you as a player. You're you're making more than just you know entertainment for the night. It's kind of sticking with you. Uh, this, of course, getting there as a new player can be pretty tricky. I mean, you're not just going to sit down and wait for that moment and like, oh, now I'm an E player. So it, it's this balance that can be quite challenging for us. Yeah. You have a, you have a right to the pursuit of happiness in Eve. They're not going to hand it to you. Yeah. Yeah. You go out and earn a little happiness on your own. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's kind of like, I mean, that's one of my, I don't know, maybe that's the 
core element of me. But I mean, you have to earn to be the superhero of Eve. And like you, you're not like, I mean, yeah, you're flying like a, a pretty big, you know, powerful, you know, thing of destruction, you know, minute one in Eve. But very, very, very soon you realize that like there are bigger fishes there and you're not the, you're not like, you know, you're not the uh, superhero from, from minute one. You kind of have to earn it. You have to, you know, and you can like, I mean, by, you know, day two, you can be, you can be a superhero in, in one way or another, but yeah. Yeah. And but, then, but then you mean a villain or a villain or, or a yeah. supervillain. I mean, that's, that's one type of superhero. <laughs> I think that's what the drifters taught us, right? Like yeah. <laughs> we thought we were good. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> back the back of the line. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's great. I, I was thinking recently that I really um I thought the game emphasized too much PvP too much, which is probably a crazy thing to say. Because I thought building needed to be more of a uh you know, an aspect to be celebrated, right? Like uh but then even building things causes corruptions in the gameplay for other people uh, yeah, that I mean, you think you're doing something good by putting down a free port for instance because that's something that's that i'm doing and you realize how you disrupt the ecosystem by making it uh, thinking you were doing something good you end up really ruining uh certain gameplay for people that you know were mining in the area now they can be hot dropped yeah and i mean i think that's that's the interesting thing i mean oftentimes you know, people, when they think about PvP, you know, they usually just kind of think about this, I'm shooting you in the face, but there is actually like a, a super interesting meta PvP around mining. I mean, as long as you're not mining to manufacture your own, you're kind of participating in this crazy economy. And, and you know, when, when people ask me like, oh, you know, you kind of come from this PvE background within, within CCP. I mean, I'm... I strongly disagree. I mean, I'm I'm basically creating, you know, great excuses for PvP. And I think one of the thing that one of the things with the PvE in Eve, you know, in the past was kind of, you know, if 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 this is Eve Online, PvE was kind of sitting out here and with you know the mining operations and this stuff and that is in that space. I feel that we're kind of pulling PvE more into the realm of PvP. And that's something we should, you know, I would like to push even further. And you know, your PvP actions should, you know, should affect the rest of the universe and the rest of the game. It should therefore become, you know, PvP, you know, they should, they should push for more PvP and more kind of have more long lasting effects of the, on, on the rest of the economy and the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, we need to create the stage. Basically. Yeah. We are, we are here to create the stage for everything, you know, so that people can make stuff happen. So if that is from a random encounter in, in PvE or, or straight up PvP, then, you know, it's ours to just to facilitate that you have that stage. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we put, like, toys into the stage and then we yeah. put scenery into the stage to create both immersion or, and, and, you know, opportunities. And mm -hmm. I guess that's what we you know, strive for, at least. Yeah, definitely. It used to seem very much like uh, PvE was your day job so that you could go out at night in PvP, but it, it's, it seems like it's part of your unifying themes uh, in EVE to, to bring that together. Like, it seems like you're trying to put the game together as a whole, a more holistic uh, experience. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean that's, 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 that has been kind of very high on, on a lot of people's agenda 
at least within CCP for a while. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the reason why, why, I mean, based on that space, there, there's a lot of, even if it's very PVE heavy feature, I mean, the, you know, almost all the resources are, you know, they become very communal in many ways. I mean, a lot of the loot, a lot of the drop, I mean, the mutoplasmids are incredibly communal. If you think about them, think about them. And I mean, the, the market, uh, the market for certain, uh, certain modules, you know, just went through the roof um, when when the mutoplasmids were introduced, um, and they actually drive, you know, they they basically drive the whole chain of like, you know, gathering <clears throat> gathering resources to actually, you know, reprocess to to mm-hmm. to industry and stuff. So it's it gave purpose to to old unused ships. It gave yeah. like, you know opportunity for bringing out a new thing it, it, it touches everything basically yeah. i mean that's how we strike even though that you know this inter- iteration i mean this is a pretty solo experience when you're in there but i mean it just provides content to the whole world and that's kind of what we try to aim for also when we introduce features like this yeah it has to touch the game yeah. as a whole yeah it can't just be a you know a blimp outside the thing yeah oh very interesting well, last question for you guys. Um, I wanted to go back to something that uh, Angry Concord Man would uh, appreciate, and that is uh, chronicles and lore and stuff like that. Are we going to see that integrated as well, or, or how do you propose to deal with that? Any more books coming? Mm, uh, actually, CCP Delicate Zero, uh, he actually answers to me now. <laughs> Yay, he's one he's wonderful. Uh, he's great, he's awesome. Uh and uh yeah, I mean I I I I hope we will see see uh more lore, more lore snippets, more you know, fun, interesting things. Uh I I really love I really love my lore. Um I think it's I definitely, I definitely understand that I get the fact that, I mean, it's not everyone reads it and, you know, I don't have like, uh, you know, my audience isn't or like our audience for, for lore and chronicles isn't huge, but it still gives kind of like we we're talking about earlier, it gives like more depth and more body and more kind of meaning to, to the stuff that we're doing. Uh, and oftentimes, you know, I feel it helps a lot in the creative processes you know, when you, when you basically kind of, you can do whatever, but if you kind of set yourself some constraints and lore can do that, tech can do that. And, and a lot of things can do that. Uh, but kind of with lore, you, you oftentimes kind of, you find new avenues because, you know, the Triglavians would never do that or, you know, that kind of, they can kind of, you know, this, 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 you know, mythical thing from another world basically dictate how, how the design comes out. Um, so I hope to see way more integrated lore in the game. And I hope I hope I can, you know, I hope we can provide you guys with some fun little snippets that you can take and you can dissect and break into, you know, tiny pieces and and tinfoil everything to doom and 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 inspire us to do even, you know, further crazier things. Awesome. 
Great. Well, you know, I know it's a Sunday afternoon for you guys up there getting into early evening, I guess. So we don't want to take up your entire last day of the weekend before you get back to work on what I'm sure will be a hectic Monday. Um, do you have any do you have any last thoughts that you want to put out there, you know, to try and uh, tell people, I don't know, just whatever, you, whatever it is you want. Any last thoughts? Well, I think, you know, I can't wait to see you all in, in, in Vegas in few weeks time uh the it's going to be a super fun super interesting e vegas uh it's going to be you know pro, there's going to be some shenanigans some craziness and and i can't wait to to be on stage in the keynote and and finally tell you guys all the fun mm -hmm. things that Tyson and um yeah get you guys feedback and and you know shit talk and and talk eve <laughs> And just yeah, uh, thanks for sticking with us, and thanks for yeah, just you know, hope more to come, way more to come, man. Poof! <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I definitely want to uh, thank both of you, CCP Man Bjorn and CCP Burger. Um, I you know, I also want to definitely thank uh, uh, CCP Grendel for helping put this together in the first place. Uh, you know, as well as I don't even know what his CCP name is, but uh, but Joe B up uh, uh, up there as well. Uh, I don't know what his CCP name is, but I, I definitely want to thank them for the assistance that they gave in in helping to put this together. One of the things that I think uh, uh, I understand better now, when I initially uh, you know posed having a a uh, getting somebody on the show, it was CCP Mangorn. We were in the wake of CCP Seagull leaving. He had been the one person that was announced to be the you know the new executive producer, and they kept saying, "Well, we want to have Burger and Orca there." And I'm like, uh, "I'm like, okay, you know, that's great, you know, but I, you know, I really want to focus on the person." But now I understand it better that you three are working together in a way that uh, didn't quite exist before, and that is a shift to what's going on here. So, so uh, yeah, that's great. But yeah. again, thank you, thanks to them, and uh, yeah, matter all. Hey man, yeah, thanks. Thank you guys for coming. It's been a lot of fun, and I, I'm like super excited to see you guys there uh, leading this ship that we're all on. Uh, Amen. Yeah, this is this has really been uh, uh, eye opening, and uh, my you know I'm super just re, uh, re energized about it all. So it's yeah. Great. Awesome. I thought you guys were going to be really quiet, and we'd have to pull stuff out of you. <laughs> gonna... Well, that's why we bring the. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll do it again, and we'll have Orca, and then it'll be the yeah, three of you, and then see well, all the chemistry. Orca yeah. Yeah. yeah, you we can Photoshop her in, right? <laughs> yeah. One of us can do that. Oh. Yeah. Awesome yeah. show. Shooting in space with you know between three of us, then you can really see how good we are at Eve. <laughs> Oh, let's do it. All let's right, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, and thank the audience for showing up today. Uh, Carneros uh, and Dirk, thank you very much. And of course, McLeod put the show uh, out for you guys. Um, that's all that we have for this week. Uh, we will see you next week on Talking in Stations. Talking in Stations.